Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Uh, we're, we're moving now to, to a conversation with Mike Bruffy, the VP and General Counsel of the Island View Casino. Good morning, Mike. How are you doing? Good, Ricky. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show. I'm doing great, man, and I appreciate you joining us. Uh, hey, before we move any further, you and I have been active in the community for a long, long time, and I just had a conversation with uh, Lee Bond, the CEO of Sing River Health Systems. He's such a great guy and good leader, isn't he? He really is. Lee and I work together at the IP, and uh, you don't find people like Lee very often. He's just cut from a different cloth, and he's a hardworking guy. He's a team guy. He's a family guy. And he's just so genuine, and uh, he's, he's a wonderful person. Hey, hey, you know what? The way I look at it, he was the right man at the right time for Singer River Health System. I mean, with his operational background, his financial and CPA background, right? You know, he says he doesn't like to be called CEO because he's not playing the role of a CEO. He likes to be called a, a chief operating officer. Operations and working with people and building strong teams, that's what he does. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what a great conversation that was. We're lucky to have leaders like him. And, I, you know, I'm lucky to sit in this chair and get to talk to really incredible leaders every day. And you've had a great background. I'm gonna, We'll come back to your background here in just a second. But, you know, Island View is near and dear to my heart because Terry Green and Rick Carter are both very good friends of mine. And the first week we did this show, we had a conversation with Rick and Terry. Yeah. And it was a very popular video. In fact, Kyle will put a link to the original video with Terry and Rick. Uh, along with this video so people can watch it. But what, what a great story. The, the Island View story is a great story. It's one of two guys with incredible determination. Locally owned, I mean, here, you know, two Gulfport boys, you know, 50% owners in this incredible uh, company. And, you know, they've continued to expand and their determination along the way and how they came to be what they are today. What it's just a great story, and by the way, the conversation was one that is funny too. I mean, you, you can't help but laugh, you know, along the way. You know, Rick especially added a little bit of color to it that made it so much fun, and uh, and Terry, you know, Terry's a guy that doesn't say a lot publicly very often. You know, he's just a hardworking guy in the trenches doing his thing, but you know, he kind of opened up a little bit during that conversation. It was great to hear his story as well. So um, we'll put that link here, but Island View. Is a is a is a Gulfport success story, and it was rolling and going before the pandemic started, and then suddenly you guys realize, holy mackerel, we're going to have to shut this thing down. Tell me about that. Well, um, you know, I think we started seeing the cases in the United States in January, late January, and then we were monitoring them on a state by state basis. And in Mississippi, I think we started seeing our share in maybe early uh, March. Um, so we actually had a, a call scheduled with Alan Godfrey, um, who's the executive director of the commission. And Larry Gregory, who's the executive director of the association, put it together. And it's, it's March 16th. It's about lunchtime. And we think we're going to be talking about, um, you know, how are our protocols going, our safeguards going. And we've seen about a 20% decline in business, you know, not... But we were still doing fine. Um, we'd actually exceeded our budget in January, and um, February was, was a strong month. And um, anyway, so Larry intros Alan 
And he says, guys, we might have to talk about shutting down at some point. And we all went. I mean, you've got 26 gaming operators on the phone. And, you know, um, that just came out of the blue. But Larry kind of laid the predicate for that. Alan then piggybacked on that and said, yeah, as a matter of fact, you might see an order today. And sure enough, about 4 o'clock, uh, we got the order from the commission. And by midnight, we had to be shut down. And by the next day, we had to have our guests uh, off the property. So it was... Um, quite a shock and, and we had to um, make some quick adjustments make make some important decisions you know we have 1800 employees here and so those decisions affect a lot of lives a lot of families and you talk about Rick and Terry they're community guys they're from Gulfport and after Katrina they made a very important decision they didn't take their ball and go home uh, they saw an opportunity to buy the, the grand in Gulfport and um, with the change in the law, allowing the casinos to build within 800 feet of the shoreline, um, they said, we're going to get back in the game. And look what they've done, you know, since then. It's just phenomenal. But those 1,800 jobs, those are people. And, um, and having to make those decisions, uh, it, was, it was a very stressful time for us. And I think we did a good job handling it. So what's what's interesting about Rick and Terry is, as you well pointed out, they had a lot of opportunities over the over the years. One, you know, take the insurance money and run after after Katrina. They didn't choose to do that. They they took significant risks, and because at the time they bought the uh, the Grand in, in Gulfport, they we didn't know we didn't know where all this was headed, and uh, and you know there was a lot of vision that had to be part of that decision. And then, you know, once they got that up and running, they were doing really well. They didn't have to build, you know, the beach casino and the, the, the new hotel and, I mean, all the stuff that's come along the way. They continued to invest in Gulfport and help make sure that, as you pointed, 1,800 employees, that's, a, that's, that's, that's big expansion over the many years that they've been in business. Right. So, so you're shut down and then you get word you're going to get be able to open back up again. And one of the things I've talked about many times on this show is that, you know, casinos are large organizations, especially in this pandemic situation. You don't just flip a switch and tell everybody come back to work and, you know, it's all, you know, you know we're going to just turn the light back on and open it up. There's retraining that took place and you had to change the way you do business so that people could know it's a safe environment to visit. Tell us about that process. Sure. Well, we were targeting um, two weeks when we first closed. So, you know, we thought this was very temporary. Um, and then as things evolved, we realized very quickly that, um, that it was going to be in for the long haul. And we just didn't have a date. And so the governor was saying Memorial Day, Memorial Day. Well, um, you can't start rehiring people when you don't have jobs for them. And we got word, uh, I think it was the Friday before Memorial Day, that we finally got official word that we were going to be allowed to reopen the Thursday before Memorial Day. So we had less than a week. And you're right. So we formed this thing called our COVID response team. I headed that up. We brought in division heads from our operations team, from our hotel operations, um, our security, surveillance, and brought those folks together in a room on a Friday afternoon. And we worked all weekend. We put together um, literally a plan, a notebook that I could hand you and say, here's our, our COVID response. 
uh, guidebook. You know, this is how we're going to operate going forward. And by Tuesday, we were doing um, Zoom and, and Skype uh, training sessions for our employees, having them call in. And, and you can see, I don't know if you can see this, but this is my bracelet. So part of our oh, yeah. procedures, every day, I have to come in, answer five questions, have my temperature taken, and I get banded. Every one of our employees has to have this done before they're allowed to come on property. And so using the PPE, cleaning and disinfecting and all the high touch points, the deep cleaning we had to do before we reopened for the entire property, um, it, we refreshed the entire property while it was closed. So there were some good good things, good opportunities for us to do things we couldn't otherwise do. Um, but as we brought those people back, um, there was a learning curve. And then the people wearing the masks all the time, I mean, it's it's kind of a, a, a change for, for them. And then bringing our guests to the property um, with limited usage of our games, we're using about 40% of our capacity. Um, we're allowed to have 50% of our occupancy on, you know, on property. Um, so a lot of changes, a lot of things we had to learn and get ready for. But when we opened that Thursday morning, uh, you would have thought there would have been lines, but it was a trickle of people. And by lunch, you know, we had a good number of people on property, but everything's so different. You know, it's almost like um, you have maybe 40% of your games on, uh, two or three restaurants opened. Um, you got to come through security. You know, be, all the guests had to answer these questions, be offered masks, hand sanitizer, and all of that. So it was just a, a different experience. But I can tell you this: uh, people were ready to get back out, and the feedback we got is that people actually feel safer at our property than they do in a grocery store situation. Well. You you moved through it pretty quickly, but the but the reality was that being an employee in this environment, you know, as you pointed, it it meant a lot of change and some retraining that had to take place. So, what was uh, what's different about when you walk into the casino? Which uh, you know you can pick whichever one, the either the beach side or the or the north casino. But um, how does it feel different when you walk in? On that first day, uh, it was like a ghost town. You know, it was just quiet you're not used to a casino being quiet you just had a few people there um and uh and then as you watch people you know we have these stickers on the floor about social distancing you know stick but people were you know wearing masks um enjoying themselves but it, it just it didn't have the excitement you know that let's it, do this let's do this we're gonna we're we're getting to the to the uh, to the break. Why don't we uh, why don't we come back with Mike Bruffy, the VP and General uh, Counsel for uh, Allenview Casino Resort, and we'll continue the conversation about things ramping back up after the pandemic situation. Sort of where are we today? We'll be back after this break. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. 